All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is Tuesday. Glad to have you with us here on CCO 408. Man, I just, I'm so, I can't wait for the flag. I'm so excited. So excited. Um, I'm fascinated by creativity, innovation, new ideas. And our guest for DeRussia Eats today has a job where she lives entirely in the world of innovating and being creative, and she's come up with stuff that I bet you've drank before in this episode of Derusha Eats. And Derusha Eats is brought to you by the Minnesota Pork Board and by Liquor Boy. Gretchen Hashimi Rod is the beverage category manager at Caribou Coffee. Gretchen, that title sounds so boring. <laughs> it's it's uh, selfishly, I believe it's the funnest job at Caribou. <laughs> it is a fun job. Your job is amazing. And why I wanted you to come in is the fact that you've touched and come up with so many different concepts that have shown up at Caribou's. And, and I think people sometimes forget they know like Caribou started here, but they forget that like all of you guys are roasting and yeah, coming up with creative ideas right in Brooklyn Center, right? Yeah, just up the just up the road here. Um, yeah, behind me is a team of people. But yes, we spend all day thinking about what's new, what's cool, what should we try, um, what are the uh, caribou guests looking for, and we have lots of guests who are looking for their mainstays, their favorites. But a lot of younger consumers these days that are really pushing the envelope in terms of experimentation, cold coffee. Non dairy, um, a lot of things we we spend a lot of time talking about. It's so fascinating because you look at you look at McDonald's, which is creating a whole separate chain of restaurants designed really as a centerpiece around the idea of a beverage. It's something that you guys have noticed in the fact that a coffee shop like Caribou is like sort of a coffee shop like it depends how you want to use it right yeah certainly and when that's caribou, changed that it didn't used to be like that did it i was just gonna say that when caribou started 31 years ago now um it was you know black coffee some cold coffee and some frou-frou sort of drinks with caramel and vanilla um and in the last maybe 10 years we've seen a huge wave of expansion into cold coffee but a lot of expansion into things that aren't coffee that really play well in the later day parts. And, and we've seen that certainly with our competitive uh, set out in the market. So what what are some of the things that you've created over the years? I know like you're modest and we'll say it was a team and blah, blah, blah. But like, is what did you what did you come up with? Uh, the most recent innovation was our vanilla oat nog latte ah. that came out this holiday season. So talk through talk through that. How how long does it take from when you come up with vanilla oat nog? So we very good question. People ask me that all the time. We started working on Oatnog last was January. That obvious of a question? Yeah, ever? <laughs> no. Maybe uh, they prepped you with some things <laughs> to ask me. Easy fastballs. Um, we started last January on Oatnog, actually. So the holiday platform has been very uh, similar year after year. We bring back the ho hum at mocha. We bring back spicy mocha, 
and we've always done I like eggnog. The, I like a, I like the spicy. The spicy. I do okay. like has, a spicy. Drink. It's like a cult following, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so last January, we thought, what if we switched it up? What if we didn't do eggnog? What would we do instead? And uh, this oat nog sort of had hit the market a little bit bigger over the years, and certainly in the retail space. We brought it in. We started trying different flavor syrups, and we really landed on vanilla as a, you know, a flavor people understand for mm-hmm. adding a new drink in a window that is filled with a lot of favorites people just wait all year for. It's super traditional time of year, and people don't want a lot of change. And uh, it, was, it flew off the shelves. It did really, really well, so that was huh. super exciting. What do you take away from that? Non-dairy continues to just climb and climb and climb. So the younger demographic is really uh, over-indexing on oat milk specifically. Yeah, what the kids love oat milk. They love oat milk. It just tastes a little like oatmeal, <laughs> oat, juicy. Oat-y, it's a little oaty oat- for me. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they really love I it. I feel like a loser when I go to the coffee shop and they, they give you the 40 different uh, milks and milk substitutes. And I'm like, you know what? Could just milk. That's <laughs> just fine. Just, just from the cow. Just right from the cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two percent, fully leaded, I'm good to go. Yeah. But the kids love it. The kids love it. They really do. And it's way beyond people now, people will text and be like, Jason, I'm I can't Yeah, of course. Plenty of people can't do dairy. This is amazing for them. Right? Yeah. Right. But for many, many others, this is very much just a, a preference. It is. And it's certainly uh more sustainable. So I think it gets a lot of uh accolades for that from that younger group that's just a little bit more interested in things that are better for the environment and uh you know tastes great it is the best non-dairy alternative to milk in terms of uh thickness texture it feels like milk versus a lot of almond milk soy milk etc that get really watery which that's a big deal when it comes to making a a beverage right absolutely you need it to froth you need it to steam well and if it's if it feels like milk it it helps everybody it should probably perform the same way. And for your team trying to create it, they sort of get it, right? Yeah. Because people have to execute what you come up with in the stores. Yeah. So we write we write recipes in the lab, and uh, we definitely need a lot of people behind us to say, here's how we're going to teach the teams to do this. How, are, how do we want the baristas to talk about this? Hmm. And I got to be honest, I had some anxiety over this drink because I thought, man, we've done the fala latte, the eggnog latte for so many years. And how are people going like, to take this? Are you going to get destroyed for Yeah. This? Are people going to be mad at me? Are they going to be picketing outside the building? Would you get fired if a drink flopped? No. Are you sure? Oh, I don't know. I mean, my <laughs> boss is behind me. She's shaking her head, It Jason. seems like you're okay. I, what about if two I drinks I would be flopped? okay. I know. Yeah. There's probably a number at some point. <laughs> it is part of the risk, though, right? Like you, and you talked about that anxiety when you launch a drink. Yeah, it's not in no. You know, we have chefs on this show all the time who talk about when they come up with something, you do not know if someone's going to buy it. No, you don't. And so for you, that's multiplied times the number of caribous there are around yeah. here and around the country. Yeah, it and it, the uh, world. You're in Dubai now, right? So right. like, yeah, it's um, it's it's hard to handle sometimes. Most of the time, you just have to say, I think this is going to do great, and we'll see how it goes. And not everything is going to work. And you sort of take that lens when you're in product development in general. Like you're going to come up with something that's great, that you think is great, and sometimes it's not going to sell. And other times it'll sell better than you thought. And so for Oatnog, I was pretty conservative about it. I thought, let's try something new. Let's be a little careful. We don't want a bunch of Oatnog in the stores in February. Um, so let's let's head into this carefully. And we, <laughs> we had to sell it. You yeah, sell it. Interesting. We had to order yeah. a lot more throughout the window to keep up with sales. So that was great. And 
you do the best you can, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Gretchen Hashimi Rod is our guest. Guest, she is uh, in charge of beverage for Caribou. How do you, how do you become what you are? You went, you went to Luther College, right? I did, yeah. And you studied the logical thing you study before becoming a beverage biology. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's common track. <laughs> Uh, What happened when you graduated from college? Well, it's weird. I was in uh, education, so I did some student teaching. And you're a local. You're from Rochester. Yep, yep. And I've been in the Twin Cities um, for about 20 years now. And, uh, yeah, I did some teaching after college, and then I was in a QA position with ConAgra. Okay. And uh, from there, moved to Caribou. And my first job at Caribou was a product technician in the R&D space. So I reported so to the that? chef at what? the time okay. and was really like, you know, a lab sort of tech. I learned how all the equipment works, how to maintain it. Uh, I worked with vendors on samples and things like that. And then, you know, that was 15 years ago, which in caribou years is a lot. I mean, that's half the time caribou has been around. Um, so I've seen a lot. I've learned a lot. And But your your background is more, originally anyway, was science. Correct. Was running a lab, was quality control systems. Yep. And over the years, uh, sort of flavor, innovation, that has become – is that more of your focus now? Yeah, and certainly the business side of things, which was uh, not a area of focus for me in college. Hmm. So a lot of learning on the job. But Caribou, um, you've been to our headquarters. It's not that big. And for the the more and more we expand throughout the country, we're still sort of a pretty small – corporate headquarters. And so we do a lot of things. Each of us do a lot of jobs and just learned, picked up the business, picked up um, strategies, tactics. So, um, so interesting. Yeah. All right. I have more questions for you about great uh, crafted press. I want to ask about, yes, we're getting some tax. So if people have their, you know, what caribou drink went away that you want to complain yeah, about let's, like let's do it let's, let's do open it, it up 651-461-9226 derusha eats we're talking about caribou our guest is gretchen hashimi rod and we're talking about innovation and creativity when it comes to beverages at what we used to think about as mainly a coffee shop back in a minute with more to russia eats next all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just sharing stories here on Derusha Eats. I vividly remember, as we welcome back Gretchen Hashimi Rod, the beverage category manager for Caribou Coffee, all the innovation, the lab, the headquarters right here in the Twin Cities. Um, And we should note that the original Caribou closed today. It did. Sort of bittersweet, but part of like sort of remarkable, you think what started in that one little shop at 44th and France. Yeah. Yeah. 31 years ago. It's a long time. It's crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. Back in, back in that day, like no one even knew what a, what a espresso or what a latte was. No. Very uncommon. I've heard stories that the, the puckets were like running to the store for milk. Yes. 
John told me he used to go down the Edina Theater and hand out coupons to try to get anyone to come down and get some customers. That's amazing. And now you think it's this global uh, yeah. brand. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I used to order the light white berry. Light white berry. And once, when I worked at TV, an intern offered to go and get me coffee. And so I asked for a light white berry. And he came back <laughs> and in the news meeting said, here's your light white berry. <laughs> and... Apparently, that was not seen at that time as an appropriately manly beverage. I was roundly mocked for it. <laughs> it's it, it's not the most masculine drink. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to gender our beverages? Of Can't not. we? No, ge- right. You know, right. I would never mock anybody for their coffee. Well, preference. the psychology of what you order, though, I mean, it is part of the what's been fascinating for me as you watch uh, Caribou, Starbucks, McDonald's, Dunkin'. You have all of these national giants that really specialize in beverages. Yes. Coffee was the beginning. Yep. Coffee will be the foundation. But most of the innovation you're coming up with, is coffee a part of it? Some, yeah. Some. And we're working quite a bit on the non-coffee space. But uh, it's really cold-focused is really where we're cold. aiming. Yeah. What is, when you look on the horizon, what are the flavors or what are the areas that you think looking forward into 2024 might be the focus. Yeah, I think to to go back to something I said earlier, non-dairy continues to be at the top mm. of our list and and how can we keep things um, you know, keep highlighting oat milk as an example. Um the the demographic that's under 35 is really looking to be able to customize. They want to make their drink their own, so that's important that there's a a level of customization possible in each drink. Um, they like colorful drinks. They want to Instagram their drinks. Yeah. They want to, you know, put things on TikTok and social media and look cool drinking their their beverage of choice. And um, they want function. So we're we're spending some time in as many of those areas as we can. Function is something that I'm very interested in. And I saw a story on the national news the other day talking about uh, how many Americans are going to be on weight loss drugs. Oh. And as as more Americans are doing medical weight loss, they are starting to seek out more kind of protein-packed beverages, which I think is super interesting. Right. You're like, huh, the idea of, you know, back in the day there was maybe a juice bar. It's like, oh, is that going to be a trend? Yeah. Or And no, not here. This this is in California. Right. Where you're like, oh, if I can go to Caribou and get like a protein drink, that would be cool if you were if you needed those nutrients in your beverage, right? Yeah, and I think in the grocery space or like the ready to drink sort of aisle, you can find so many functional beverages that the consumer is saying, "Tell me what this will do for me." That's and what I'll functional. Go buy it. Some of you are like functional. What yeah, are you talking that's about? True. But it's like uh, water that'll help you focus, right? Or... Hydration, or do you want something that will help you calm down to fall asleep? Do you want to focus? Do you want to you know? Are you going to drink this on the way to the gym? Do you yeah. want protein? Do you want something to keep you fuller longer? Um, you know, you yeah. fill in the blank, and it's out there. And so there's it's really inter- so you monitor all those trends. Yeah, we're watching those a lot because some of them translate to handcrafted beverages, and others may not translate as well. Sure. So we watch that all the time. Our guest is Gretchen Hashimi Rod, the Caribou Coffee Beverage uh, Category Manager. Some texts from the listeners. Yeah. Frozen hot chocolate. Why did that go away? 
Okay, good question. Did so, you like? Did you create it? I was. It was not my personal creation, but I was on the product team. Um, we is it really, sad when one of your things you're like, sad. oh, we have to take it away? I really liked it. I spent a year coming up with it. It is sad. My kids also loved the frozen hot chocolate. Fro Ho Cho was it uh, called lovingly? Um, we did discontinue that really out of a uh, ingredient optimization, handling some back of house storage, and you know overall sales weren't great. So I do have to monitor that on what's selling, what's not. Where can we make space in the back? Of the house for new ingredients oh. or new innovation. It is interesting because a lot of your shops are not huge square no, footage. Most wise. of them aren't. So if you're adding a drink that has two ingredients that aren't part of your normal thing, right? Where are they going to fit, or is something leaving when these come huh. in? Interesting. Yeah. Do you like that part of your job, sort of the strategic Jenga puzzle figuring yeah. out? Yeah, I do. I I also am not shy from talking about discontinuing things. Um, you know, some things have to go to make room for new things and we can't, we can't keep, you know, menu boards in the stores with hundreds of drinks on them. So you're not the cheesecake factory. We're not cheesecake factory. <laughs> the menu pages is and pages. not happening. <laughs> yeah. Hot apple blast is another one. A couple people are texting about. Yeah. Apple blast. I knew that one was going to be a little audience. painful for some folks. Um, it Th- did. That's a seasonal fall drink. It was. Yeah. It was on the permanent menu for many, many years and then went away and came back and, uh, did not return this fall. And it definitely let us know that there's a gap there in the fall time for the non-pumpkin people or the non-coffee people. And so certainly something I'm spending a lot of time working on for what does fall of 2024 look like. For the non-pumpkin. For the non-pumpkin or the non-coffee. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the seasonality of this where it's become like a, a celebratory moment. Right. It's kind of interesting to me. Right. And how to fit in things next to, you know, pumpkin takes the stage Everywhere, Ugh. one time a year, that you know hussy. what every coffee that shop hussy is going to do. just comes and takes all the attention. She really does. She does. And uh, what can you? And put you try next to, to differentiate, it? right? Because the PSL was first. Yes. And you're like, all right, how do we caribou it? Right. We were the first ones to use a pumpkin puree in our sauce, which really set us apart. That's pretty common now out in the competitive space. But um, when you first launched that, it tasted so different from yeah. the sort of powdered thing yes. that other people were doing. It was a really different experience. And it's been the same ever since we did that. But now what we spend our time on is how many ways you can get pumpkin. Do you want mm. something less indulgent? Do you want a pumpkin white mocha? You know, all the calories, all the pumpkin. Um, or the brand new drink this year is the pumpkin espresso shaker. So for the cold Which folks was... who really want a lot of pumpkin flavor because yeah. there's not a lot of milk. Uh, texter asking about THC beverages. Is that something you talk about as a brand? We talk about it. It's not anywhere on the roadmap at this point, but a lot to learn from that space is certainly in the functional realm, I suppose, to some degree. Yeah. Um, but not currently in any sort of R and D work, but very interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you really, whether it works for caribou or not, like knowing what flavors are hot or what trends is, uh, pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a time that convenience stores were not our competitive set and they are now. And so it's it's trying to keep an eye on all of the marketplaces and all the ways people are consuming beverages and what we can do, you know, to bring them into caribou. What's your favorite beverage? Iced crafted press. Just classic. No flavor. And when you go, do you have coffee in the morning? Are you like, good Lord? Coffee at home is hot coffee in the morning. So right now it's reindeer blend. Brought you some of that. And you're involved in that, too, the blending? Or? I am not, no. A team of uh, experts and geniuses are in charge of that. I think yeah. you spent some time with 
I did. Few yeah, of them with this one year. of your one of your you know, you guys source all the coffee and yeah. all and roast it locally, which it's pretty which anyone who lives near the headquarters, you know. They know, yeah. Because you could smell it. <laughs> yeah. Right along Highway one hundred. Sometimes you get a whiff of it driving driving yeah. down the highway. Back in the day when Surly was cranking out Furious across the highway and you guys were roasting, you were like, oh, all my favorite smells right. on both sides of right. the road. It's pretty good. Uh, tea. Texters saying they want more tea. More tea. We yeah, are spending. Just non-coffee, like people yeah, looking for, for those sure. other things. Very, very um, interesting. Yeah, along the line, matcha has gotten a lot of uh, hits in the last couple of years competitively, so some, some matcha attention. <laughs> just tastes like dirt to me. You have to sweeten it a little. That's the yeah. That's the trick. Uh, it's so interesting. Fun to see all the te- text and questions from people. Oh, great. And we talked a little bit about Cosmics, about the Milwaukee or the, the, yeah, McDonald's. the McDonald's. Yeah. You guys are watching that, of course. Absolutely. I and can't they're going, one. It seems like they're going crazy, like super creative, funky yeah. stuff. Bright and colorful, a lot of options, completely different. It's, it's fascinating. I think Chicago will be the closest one. I can't wait to go. Who, who would have thought? You know, yeah. 31 years ago when Caribou started, the kind of stuff that you guys would be doing. I know. Yeah. I don't think they could have 15 years ago up. for you. Absolutely. It's awesome. Uh, really fun talking to you. Gretchen Hashimi Rod, the beverage category manager. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Gretchen. It is 433. That's to Russia Eats. We thank uh, Liquor Boy in St. Louis Park, and we thank our friends at the Minnesota Pork Board for their support. We are going to take a break. We'll come back. I want to talk about the protesters who block traffic uh, starting around this time yesterday. Uh, we've talked about protests and how they sometimes affect the roadways and traffic. I have thoughts on that, but sort of a different viewpoint as now the discussion seems to be as to whether they should be charged or not. We'll talk about all of that when we come back here on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 